With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's not about James Brown. It's about the Rocky movies. All night diners keep you weightly. Thank you, Todd. It's dead lead singers who died in the month of December. Yes, Marv. Out of all the James Brown songs... This is the song he picks. Yeah. He's got about 89 better songs than this. I know. I know. Something about that Rocky Four movie when uh, Drago's looking around like, what is this craziness going on? I feel good. <laughs> uh, once again, we will play Is It Marge Simpson or Is It Fritzy? We'll have that game for you and the most must win game of the weekend. By the way, I'm hearing from Cowboy fans. They're like, you don't give us credit. You never give us credit. I want to give you credit. Credit where credit is due. Like, what's the accomplishment? You beat Seattle, barely. A team that's six and six. The next four games, you go three and one or four and oh, you're going to get all the credit you deserve and then some, and even more than you deserve. Dak has played well. Defense concerned me a little bit there. Although, Seattle's wide receiving core is pretty dangerous. And they took advantage of the Cowboys last night. Dak played well. Absolutely. They got four games coming up. We're going to find out exactly who they are. But even then, I'm still going to wait till January because I've seen them melt down right before our very eyes. Sean Salisbury, former NFL USC quarterback, host of the Sean Salisbury Show, Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Always good to see you, buddy. Let me start with the Cowboys. Okay. How much credit do the Cowboys deserve right now? Well, Dan, I know what meltdown looks like. I've created a few of those in my life. <laughs> so much to the chagrin of coaches and players on the sideline. Um, I Where they are right now, I think last night, it, it, it's a win. You'll take them. They're hard to come by. Old cliche. I'm with you and listening to what you were talking about, Dan. Too many big plays, and they didn't hit the quarterback enough last night. But their defense, we've seen in the past, is capable of that disruption in the backfield. They're going to need that, and you're right. It's for the Cowboys, it's three phases for me, Dan. Up until December, then what am I going to see in December? And then are you a January or February team? Because they've proven to us they're a December-January team without the, the playoff guts or whatever to get to February. Now, do I believe Prescott's in the MVP talk? Yes, and should. Am I concerned about having – you give up 30-plus points in a game to uh, in December or January, you're, not, you're going to lose. That's not going to happen on a continuous basis. I trust that they're better, but Dan, no matter what, I don't care if they run through 4-0 in December, because I give the Cowboys a lot of credit as well, and I think they are not only formidable, but dangerous, and there's feels like there's a different energy about them right now, but come see me in January, because no matter what happens now, home field advantage, not home field advantage, they still got to prove to me that their stones are dangling in January, <laughs> and if they do that... It's 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 a it's a they will be talking different. They'll get all the credit because everybody wants to talk about America's team, but there's still much to prove. Because I know a lot of guys who can get to January, only a couple get to February, at least at that position over the last handful of years. Dangling Stones, man, one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, dude, them and uh, well, Creed, uh, Dangling Stones. <laughs> uh, Thursday night football standalone game and a lot of penalties here. We, we, we say this we say this often, you can call a penalty on every play. You don't have to call a penalty on every play, but how do we get through this? How do we sort of find a happy medium where we want the calls to be right, but we don't want you to be right all the time in making these calls? 
It slows down the flow of the game, certainly at the end of the first half. That took forever. It does, and Dan, but let me ask you this, and again, in this conversation. Okay, so if I tell you the game's going to last six minutes longer, but the reason why, because three plays in the game, they're going to spend a little extra time. Would you be willing to sacrifice six minutes for the right play yes. and the right answer? Yes. Me too. Yes. And see, I, I, I subscribe to this. I don't want to give them any more replay flags, I, the, the red flags, I mean, to, to, to challenge the call. But I don't understand why isn't every call a judgment call? Why can't you review every call? I, I don't understand if there's a, a legal procedure penalty. Why can't I review that? If a guy jumped too soon, I'm willing to sacrifice eight minutes of my life to get it right. How are we, we have this conversation across the country every year. Too many injuries and too many penalties, yet you're never going to be happy on either side. So for me, I, I am all for getting it, getting it right, even if it takes extra time. The problem is, can the referees, do we need more referees? Not more voices on the field with referees, but more referees who see what maybe a 60-year-old can't keep up with a 25-year-old. I don't know. Yeah. But we are going to have human error as long as AI isn't, you know, referee in these games. I don't know how to fix it, Dan, other than I know every week we see calls that you cannot miss with the naked eye. You just can't. You can't miss it with the naked eye because if we can – I don't want that job. Hell, I couldn't be a ref. I don't want any part of it. But I know this. They probably don't want any part of playing quarterback either, or they don't want any part of doing what you do because your expertise <laughs> – uh, they're probably better at my job than I'd be at theirs, but I do know this. They're the experts. They get paid the money. Maybe we got to make it a full-time gig, whatever that might be, but you can't miss these simple calls, and if it takes a few extra minutes to get it right. My concern is when replay misses it. If replay says yeah. it's right, I, you know, when, well, it's too close to change. If it's right, change it. I don't know the answer, Dan, but we're going to have this until the end of time, and you and I both know it. Okay. What do you think of our idea of offensive and defensive linemen wear mittens? Therefore, you can't hold. Well, mittens sound so soft, right? <laughs> Can you say you're tough guy gloves? Um, okay. You know what? Tough guy you're gloves. You're talking about, there you go, gloves. You mean with like with like this, Dan, where yeah. the four fingers are together yeah. and, the th and the thumb sits by itself? Yeah, like Ralphie in Christmas Story. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. But those th I could still maybe get the thumb like a, you know, like a lobster. Okay. I, yeah. I, 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 oh, yeah. And, and they got to be like fluorescent so we see. Yeah. I'm not sure... <laughs> Dan, I'm not sure that's going to help, okay? okay? But I'm with you on holding, uh, but I don't mind if they hold inside because I got news for you, Dan. If they actually did that, remember how we preach player safety, but we'll play three days later on a Thursday like last night. <laughs> hey, man, we care about him, the concussion, but we'll see you Thursday because the Cowboys <laughs> are going to draw a lot of people. Is Dan, think about now. You think it's rough on quarterbacks now. Imagine not being able to grab – Miles Garrett on the inside of his armpits or jersey that you're trying to fiddle around with it, and he's slinging you back into the corner. Our quarterbacks will be dead if these offensive linemen can't okay, hold. Well then but, every, but, but I'm with you on the fact that so we can see it. Let clearer. everybody How hold. Can we get How clear? about this, Sean? Everybody gets to hold. Offense, defensive linemen get to hold. As long as it's inside? The, as long as it's inside? Yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, just, I, I don't have a, like a wrestling match where you got to do it. You can't bear hug them, but within reason, yeah. hold inside the shoulders. I don't have a problem. Hey, the more the penalties, the merrier. Like, why don't we just take no. off all the gear and no. play, <laughs> play rugby? <laughs> uh, if I would have told you three months ago that C.J. Stroud and the Texans would be in the hunt to win the division, maybe a playoff uh, team, you would have said what? Absolutely not. I would have said growth. I had them at six wins when the season started, Dan, and if they were fortunate to get a few breaks and win a couple late games, seven, eight would have been uh, D'Amico Ryan's in the coach of the year talk. Well, now they're sitting at six and have proven. And it's, it's amazing what one guy can do, not just the coach, but on the field too as the player, to change that like Joe Burrow did in Cincinnati, to almost feel like when he walks in the building like C.J. Stroud, you're expected to win now. Now when I'm watching last week, Dan, on that final drive, I, I was guaranteed. Now, I don't like a fade route to a tight end on fourth and one, but I, I almost felt, oh, he's going to go down and score, C.J. Stroud. So I would have said no. Now I'm to the point for the first time in a long time thinking, man, if they're within one score and there's two minutes left, they got a chance. D'Amico has changed. We hear culture used too much, but he's changed the energy and the accountability in the building, and C.J. Stroud has that feeling. I, I remember John Elway told me years ago, Dan, we were sitting in, and having a beer at his golf tournament. I said, John, what is it that you could be having an average game, which he didn't have very often, 
And then all of a sudden with 220, 220 to go, you're down a score. It just kicks in. And you know what he told me? I thought I'm looking for a scientific answer. He said, Sean, I did it once. I did it a second time. And then everybody just thought, well, we're going to do it. Now, John's got different DNA than the rest of us. but And then they believed in it. And this team now, the buzz here, Dan, every time he has the ball in his hand, he gives you the best chance to succeed. I, I'm fascinated by the way he's playing, uh, his feet, everything. But it's his ability to get through progressions and have believability that you're begging for as a rookie and you almost ask for it. He hasn't had to ask for it. It's been heaped upon him, and he's ex he's accepted it and played his – is rearing up. Aside from Jalen Hurts, I'm not watching a more poised quarterback, poised, in the league than the guy you're watching here in Houston. Man alive, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when he actually learns how to play. It's been pretty fascinating watch, but he's this well, isn't let, my let's luck. Let's not forget about Mahomes in there. There's well, I, I didn't, but I said I didn't say best. I said you said the poised. ability to have poised, right? Because right, listen, I expect Mahomes to be poised. He's been doing it enough. Okay. I'm just talking about the ability where his team. You know, you got to carry him. Last most of the time, the run game has not been what you want it to be. You're with a make makeshift offensive line. Most of us would be panicked and watching the line. At this stage of his career, the poise that he's showing is a guy that's been in the league as long as Mahomes. So I think the Texans, you got to find that guy and you got to find the coach. When you start with those two, the whole energy of the building changes, especially when you have success. I would have never thought it this way. And now, Dan, I think the loser of this Denver Texans game is going to have a hard time getting in, but the winner is going to be in a real good position to continue and, and have a chance to win it, especially with the Texans' schedule. And Sean, guilty of name-dropping there, guys? Uh, Monster. Throw out the oh, Elway. Out with John yeah. Elway. And he had a beer with Elway, yeah. and he got invited oh, yeah. to Elway's golf tournament. Okay. Best friends. I'm, I'm going to throw humble, the flag. flag. Hey, we're throwing yeah. the flag today. Another penalty. I'm going to charge Gosh. you 15. for. Yeah. This is my first my first penalty on your show. Yeah. I didn't know it was out. Yeah. Humble brag. Remember the time when you and I were playing and Kevin James was, oh, see? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. See? Yeah. Humble brag. Yeah, yeah, go. Seton. I feel like that was more inside holding. I'm going to let it go. That's a solid oh, drop. That's okay. The, that's holding on the inside, Sean. You're good. Okay. All right. All right. You know what I I'm call it? Pick up the, the flag. I, I will pick yeah, up the pick flag. It up. Yeah, we'll that's pick it up. left tackle kicking his left leg out to get a start in the shotgun early. Okay. <laughs> that's what that is. That's Seton a Lane thanks, Johnson. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, Seton. Or, uh, Todd. Wasn't this the same guy that hung out with Heather Locklear on the beach? Oh, or like yeah. That? I don't listen. Why? Why brag now? I mean, you know, the, the, hey, the, 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 it's there. Why what do you not? want me to tell you on Santa Monica? I mean, listen, Dan. When you got it, you just don't have to say anything about it. Plus, that was when I had a full head of hair, flowing locks, and the rest of it. Yeah, they had their locker, but you guys will throw a double flag on me if we talk about that. No, 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 right? no, 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 no. I respect you're allowed that. to humble brag on that. Yeah, I, I, that's that. You know what? When you said it, and I know you told me the story probably fifteen or twenty times, four hundred times, but. It's still, it's. I mean, that's pretty good. You made out with Heather Locklear. I didn't say that. You did, too. You did. No, I did not. Did you kiss yeah, Heather Locklear? I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay, so okay. What, what constitutes making out with Heather Locklear? Uh, French kiss. Three, oh, okay. Yeah. And? Parlez-vous français? Listen, I, I can I can't confirm an order die oh, back in 1984. Stop it. Come on, we had a you know what lovely lady, yeah, fun. Okay, uh, we gave 110. <laughs> percent We took it. We took it one, one bite one. of our Italian food at the time. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, why are the Niners favored in Philadelphia? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but that's why I guess they built casinos and air-conditioned hotels. I maybe it's the well, when did Philadelphia play last, Dan? When was their last game? Was it Sunday or, or was it last Sunday, Sunday night? Was it Sunday? When did they play? When did they, when did they play last? Uh, I don't uh, have Buffalo? any idea. Yeah, there Buffalo you go. Okay, maybe, maybe it's the energy exert. I, I have no idea. On the road across the country playing against Philadelphia, who is the best team in football. Both quarterbacks are in the MVP talk. I, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to take a great effort to go in there. and their most, It'll be the most hostile environment San Francisco plays in. And I just am curious why the world still doesn't believe that Brock Purdy can play. I, I, I just don't know why. Oh, he's on a good team. We make that excuse for every quarterback that is on a good team. That's the object, to be on a good team. Brock Purdy's a good player. And the last time they visited there, we didn't get four quarters at him. I like Philadelphia. I think this is a preview of the NFC Championship well, game. This won't be the last drafted. time they meet. Sean, it's where you're drafted. That's right. I, if, if he was a... Th 
If he was the third pick of the draft, Dan, yeah. what would we be saying? We, Ooh, they found their next guy, right? Yes. Just like, you know, Trey Lance, if he would have been taken where Trey Lance was and Trey Lance the other way around, you know, we'd be like, oh, Trey Lance, maybe maybe uh, down the road he could be a backup quarterback. Uh, Dak Prescott, we'll you, know, we, right. you know, where you're drafted, you're labeled. It's like the stigma. You can't right, be Dan? that good, you know, right? because you weren't drafted Experts high. miss. Yes, they right. do. But those experts miss. They miss a lot of times. And here's a guy now, we're talking about a franchise. You're exactly right. If you put him up seven rounds and he was the eighth pick of the draft, we'd be talking about MVP. They found their future. He's a franchise guy. It's almost as if people are waiting for him to fail because no way the seventh pick of the draft can be this good. Yeah. Or the seventh round pick, the last pick of the draft. So I think this is going to be a hell of a game. Maybe it's the game of the weekend, but this won't be the last time I don't think we see these two in the NFC playoffs. Good to talk to you. Year. Have a good weekend, buddy. I can. It's great to talk to you too, and I'll never let you know about Heather Lockwood. You already have let me know. You four hundred times already told me. I'll, I'll he, text you with the real information. Yeah, no, there you, you already. <laughs> Sean Salisbury, former NFL you quarterback. Guys, see you, buddy. See Sean Salisbury show Sports Talk seven ninety in Houston. You know, Sean get a couple beers in him, then he'd tell me the Heather Locklear story, and then a couple of weeks later, be like, "Hey, did I ever tell you about Heather Locklear?" I go. Yeah, they still tell me. I'd be like, all right, good for you. I mean, that's not bad. I don't know if you keep that one under wraps, but uh, he did. He doesn't anymore. All right, it is December, and that's the music theme today on uh, lead singers who died in the month of December. Also, why can't the Seahawks keep those uniforms that we saw? We'll have that for you coming up, and our play of the day next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Dynasty the king. Uh, king uh. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place.
Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. It's dead December. It's uh, lead, uh, lead singers who died in the month of December. Great way to start out the month of December. We were just wondering about this with the uh, transfer portal. Bo Jackson, Allen Iverson, uh, NIL. You throw that in there, too. So I put Allen Iverson in there. I put Bo Jackson in there. I put Michael Vick in there. Do I put uh, Deion Sanders? How about that? If I put, I mean, that Herschel Walker, you could put, if, if he was NIL, like Herschel was famous. Yes, Marv. Herschel, you took my answer. Yep. Yeah. I, if you put him in there, man. I don't know how long they stay at their schools. You know, because Mike was at Virginia Tech. Let's bring in Michael Vick, who joins us now. How do you think you would do in that uh, NIL world there, Mike? Good morning, Dan. That's a, that's a great segue into this interview. <laughs> um, it, it really uh, got, my, got my brain racing thinking about it. Um, yeah, I would have been uh, one of the top, you know, top-tier guys to get paid from NIL. Um, hands down, uh, north of a million. Oh, but, that, you that, know, that would have been your the, starting salary? What's that? That would have been your starting uh, negotiating point is a million dollars. You'd be worth a lot more than a million dollars. Yeah, I think, um, hey, look, I was about to come back to school just, just to be with my teammates because I miss them so much. So I can only imagine if – $100,000 or $500,000 was at my discretion through NIL, oh, I would have came back to school for – I would have definitely gave Virginia Tech a, a, a discount for sure. <laughs> Do you remember – you're, I think, what, five years younger than Allen Iverson? Is that – Five years – yeah, four years younger. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember him playing football in the Virginia Beach area? Because he was a pretty good quarterback by all accounts. Yeah, I do. I remember uh, not not so vividly because he was a little older. I remember him going against uh, my cousin Aaron Brooks. Um, I think Aaron's sophomore year because uh, I don't think Adam played his junior year and senior year. So I caught him early, but I really wasn't paying attention to him as much as I was paying attention to Aaron. But I did see that he had the potential to become a good football player, really good football player if that's what he wanted. You think he could have played in the NFL? Yes, I do think he could have played in the NFL. Um, quarterback, I don't know. It depends on, you know, how committed he would have been. But, you know, if he's a point guard, you know, same responsibilities. Um, but, you know, probably in his time, he might have been a little bit before his time. He might have got put – he might have got switched to a different position because he was so athletic. And um, but if he would have stayed at the quarterback position, I think he would have had a chance at playing in the NFL if he would have, you know, took it serious. So Michael Vick joining us, four-time Pro Bowl, number one overall pick by the Falcons, and uh, Fox NFL analyst, recently named to Madden's twenty-fifth uh, anniversary team. How would you compare your running style to Barry Sanders? Uh, the exact same running style. Barry was one of the guys I idolized growing up. Uh, I don't think I missed the Thanksgiving. Uh, when it was Detroit and Green Bay playing uh, on national television, <clears throat> as long as I was able to, you know, turn that down on my TV and get the TV to come in uh, with a clear picture growing up. <laughs> you know, sometimes you had cable, sometimes you did But, you know, 
for the most part, it was always on regular TV, and I was able to catch Barry and I idolize him. So, you know, Barry and, and Walter Payton was my two favorite runners of all time. And so I wanted to be a running back. I actually started out as a running back. But uh, like, could you have been an NFL running back in your mind, like an every down back? Yeah, for sure. I, I think I – you know, I had the stature for it. Um, being six feet, 215 pounds, I'd have been uh, considered a big back, um, but explosive. Uh, I think my biggest challenge would have been taking on linebackers, uh, you know, and, <laughs> and having to protect because, you know, that, that becomes paramount uh, as as a running back, as, especially as you come in young and as you mature. Um, it's a I put a lot of responsibilities on the guys that I played with, Ward Dunn, uh, LaShawn McCoy, in terms of, you know, um, the passing game and understanding protections because if a running back don't know who to block, you'll get hit every down. So uh, I think, you know, learning that part of it would have been a challenge, but I think I would have been able to be a really good running back if I had stuck to it. Who was the most talented quarterback of all time? Um, I would say the most talented, uh, you know, I'm always put Peyton Manning at the top of the list because Peyton was just uh, phenomenal. Um, and, you know, even when you're talking about athletes, you know, Peyton might not have moved around, but the way he threw the football with accuracy, I think, you know, only certain guys can do that. Only a handful of guys came through that, that could make the throws and, you know, to have the competence that he had at the quarterback position. Um, but I think most athletic and, you know, when you bottle everybody, you know, you think about everybody's talents. I think you, you got to go with Charlie Ward. I just seen a legend of Charlie Ward a couple of days ago, and I, th I just watching him, um, even though he was a little small in stature, he he played really big. And, and, and so I think the things that he was able to do, um, I think makes him one of the, the most gifted quarterback that ever lined up behind the center next to me. Oh, of course, of course. I might put Randall Cunningham in there as far as talent goes. Yeah, I, I put Randall in there, but I mean, I would have to put myself at the top of that list. And there's been some great quarterbacks uh, that come and go, and don't get me wrong, these guys were extremely talented. But, um, you know, like I said, I played running back. That was merged into becoming a, you know, quarterback you know, Steve Young was my favorite quarterback growing up, and Barry Sanders was one of my favorite running backs. So you close your eyes and you merge that together and picture that behind the center, you get me, and, you know, I was able to put that on display. So I would say I would put me in, in at the top of that list as well. Okay, but then looking back on that, most talented quarterback of all time, but you didn't get everything that you needed to get. Like, if there was one thing that you go, if I only would have done that – yeah, I would have gotten the most out of my potential. I think if if I would have, um, you know, took the onus of, you know, calling my own plays or just be, being ahead of, you know, especially early in my career. I, you know, when I think back on my career, I, I look and feel like, you know, there were times where I could have helped my coordinator out even more. You know, I think if I would have spent more time on Tuesdays when the coaches are game planning and putting it all together and trying to figure out how to beat the opponent and what it's going to take for our guys to be successful versus, you know, the opposition that week. If I would have spent a little time on Tuesdays with the coaches, and I've heard stories about other quarterbacks doing this, Drew Brees and John Elway and Dan Reeves told me John used to come in on Tuesdays and just kind of sit in and just listen to the game plan. And so if I would have been more involved in that part, I think I progressed quick as a passer, regardless if I – was a uh, super athletic, talented quarterback in the West Coast system in 2004. I mean, I made the Pro Bowl. I made it work. We went to an NFC Championship game. Imagine if I just put a little bit more into it. Yeah. You know, that's Super Bowl and beyond. So no excuses. I wish I could, you know, for those reasons, go back in time and, and change some of those things. Talking to Michael Vick, uh, he's named to the uh, Madden 25th anniversary team. Do you have a better understanding of who Dak Prescott is? Right now, or the Dallas Cowboys are right now. Well, I feel like I've I've seen Dak enough to know that you know Dak performs uh, in big moments, and he understands 
you know, what it takes to be successful in this league. You don't make it to eight years, um, you know, being mediocre or being pedestrian. Uh, I feel like I know exactly what the Dallas Cowboys are right now. Um, when you look at them uh, offensively, uh, they're starting to jail, um, getting better. Mike McCarthy is the play caller. And I said I said this early in the year, you, you got to be patient with situations like this because a lot of people was quick to write off Dallas and, you know, it wasn't playing competition. And, you know, I, I don't listen to that. That's fluff to me because the National Football League, it's, it's just so hard to win on the, on a weekend and weekend and week out basis. Um, so, you know, the offense is, is gelling and you see they're scoring points at a high rate. And then you got a defense that's, uh, you know, performing with, you know, high level players. And, you know, you got, you know, guys stepping up and doing their job, you know, all across the board, front, from front to back. So I feel like I know more about the Cowboys. I feel like they can compete with Philadelphia and they can compete with San Fran now. Just got to keep that ball rolling. Yeah, but there's certain teams, though, Mike, that we go, I don't care what you do during the regular season. Show me in January. Yeah. And Dallas is a team that we say, show me in January. And I don't have any confidence in them. It's 30 years where they, they just somehow fail. Yeah. Dan, that's fair. That's a fair assessment to say, um, you know, the regular season can be somewhat irrelevant. I think the, the regular season is just it's practice reps. You know, it, it's it's competition. It gets you ready for, you know, the the postseason, which is most important. And you know, there are some teams where we you say, look, you know. You, you, you've done a great job throughout the – okay, now it's time to take it one step further. And being honest, Dallas, they're one of those teams, and if you ask every single guy in the locker room, they'll probably tell you the same exact things that we're talking about now and discussing. And the next step, the next level is where we got to excel, playoffs and beyond. And so, you know, they would be doing themselves a disservice if they didn't believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, so I expect them to take that next step. After watching them last night, I'm excited about them facing the 49ers or facing Philadelphia um, because they'll probably face the 49ers first before Philadelphia. I, I think Philly get that first round by. So who knows how to be configured, but, you know, they have an opportunity. Okay. Be honest. You're 43, I think. 43? 43, would, yeah. would you have been a better quarterback the last three weeks for the Jets? than the situation that they have right now. Yeah. I'm being honest. I mean, <laughs> there were times um, over the last year, year and a half, where I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to go down to this local field, <laughs> put my ankle weights on, and put my weighted vest on like I used to, and and, and get that mojo back and, and go help my squad out. But then, uh, you know, that, that's in the frontal load, you know, but then, you know, back here, I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It's best to just play it safe and, you know, uh, you know, you can uh, continue to commentate and can give your analysis on what you think can happen, should happen. But, you know, for the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. It, you know, it's a reason to be optimistic in the future. I just hate to see us go out there every week and, um, you know, our defense giving it everything they got. And those guys get tired, man. They fatigue out. And, yeah. you know, they, a lot of those games are lost in the third and fourth quarter, and, and you, you can only give us so much. So, yeah, I wish they would have went and grabbed the Josh Dobbs. Or, you know, I really think Carson Wentz would have been able to give them some, uh, some instant offense. Uh, we kind of missed the boat on some guys, but, hey, that, that's how it goes. How many starting quarterbacks can outrun you right now? Uh, Lamar, probably Jalen. Kyler? Patrick might give me a run for my money. Patrick got deceptive speed. You know, um, oh, well, things okay. that make uh, it's probably about six or seven guys, um, that can outrun me. Okay. And the league right now, um, you know, I take off running right now. And if I don't stretch, you know, which is, you know, uh, something I definitely didn't take serious when I played. Uh, I pulled my hamstring really, really quick. I pulled my hamstring doing run, rich run two years back to back, and I had to go on a hiatus for that. I was actually having a good time doing it in preparation. Mike. But it's about five or six guys out there. I'm probably the sixth fastest quarterback in the league right now. It came too easy for you. 
Oh, it, it, it did. Um, gift and a curse for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, being optimistic every week. You know, it's like I know you know, on a on a consistent basis I'm gonna dominate. Like as long as I was ready mentally, I could go dominate. And, and so, you know, sometimes I felt like I could have took that a step further um, in terms of preparation because. I mean, you can prepare, but you can never really be overly prepared. Uh, I think, you know, you prepare and then then you simplify. Uh, and, and that's just communication with your coaches and, and you know, them being on the same page with your offensive coordinator, y'all understanding one another. It's like, you know, coach, if all else fails, let's resort to this. And if all else fails, stop running two minutes really well. And I've seen that in Pittsburgh with, with Ben Roethlisberger. You know, that was a great experience. Um, whenever things – uh, was a little rocky, uh, you know. It was just a little turbulent. Then, then Ben would just go no huddle and just, you know, get get a rhythm going and start calling the plays that he liked. And that's professionalism at its finest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I put you and Dion and Bo Jackson in the forty, who wins it in your prime? Man, those guys. Oh man, I, I think Dion wins. Okay. I think, I think Dion wins, man. I, I take nothing away from Bo. Bo was explosive and powerful and strong lower body, and I had the same. And I, but I did run a four two five twice. But Dion ran a four one. I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that man. I gotta, you know, he's the go for a reason, you know, at his position, and, and so I, I would, I would give the edge to Dion Sanders. I wonder about Tyreek Hill though. Like Tyreek so, Hill's got different speed. Yeah, so Deion Sanders, Tyreek Hill, and Deshaun Jackson, I would pay to see that any day. In their prime. In their primes. Oh, my God, that would have been amazing. Hey, uh, great to talk to you as always, and uh, thanks for joining us, Michael. Good to see you, man. Thanks for having me. Michael Vick, uh, Fox NFL kickoff analyst, four-time Pro Bowler, and recently named to Madden's 25th anniversary team. You didn't ask for it, but you're going to get it. It's Marge Simpson or Todd Fritz after this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike 
and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Uh, we spoke to uh, Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell uh, two days ago. They have a show called uh, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV+. Plus. New episodes coming out every Friday. And uh, here is how we started the interview. It's Kurt and Wyatt Russell joining us, and they have a new series on Apple TV+. Plus. It is called Monarch Legacy of Monsters. New episodes coming out every Friday. All right, let me know how this sounds to you guys. I want to be the voiceover guy if you need one, even if you don't need one. Following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco and the shocking revelation that monsters are real, Monarch Legacy of Monsters tracks two siblings following in their father's footsteps who uncover their family's connection to the secret organization known as Monarch. What do you think? Not bad. That's good. I would slow it down a touch. <laughs> oh, you would have. Oh, okay. For, okay. Yeah, because the, 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 the faster you go, the more less you give a shit, obviously. So. <laughs> I, if it's just for, for time, that was all. I was worried about you guys. With, with time. Oh, the nice, that was a nice 30 seconds. Yeah. I like that, uh, you know, uh, in a world. Like, I always wanted to be yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in a world. world. That was that Don LaFontaine? Was, One man. Yeah. <laughs> I always love that. Uh, Wyatt, when you saw uh, uh, Kurt play Albert, or Albert Brooks, Mel, uh, Herb Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 nobody saw the Mel Brooks thing. I just, <laughs> and you were great. You were great. Not as good as Albert Brooks, but you were great. Okay. When you saw him play Herb Brooks, what did, you, did you ever have a coach who was like that? No, I wish I did, to be honest. I mean, Herb was a legendary coach. My dad, uh, you know, I think uh, he said before he can talk to it better, was doing his father, Bing, who was a lot like Herb, uh, who's, but it was in the baseball world. I think the better – for me, I was a little distant from the process um, because I was, I was playing at the time. And um, we, 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 there was some fun stuff, actually. He would come out and practice with us, do some skating around, watch us – interact and he th there was a lot from the film and gavin o'connor the director as well would come some of the games being the locker room so there was a little bit of overlap but more of of what was uh, i guess a testament to how good he was in that film was when her herbs grandkids saw the movie they thought they were looking at granddad you, you know <clears throat> they but why it was Wyatt's first year up there playing in, in uh playing junior hockey in canada and they came to me and they said the beginning of the movie is young herb you think Wyatt would do it? He said, "Don't even ask him. <laughs> he's not. He's not here working movies. He's here. He's here trying to earn a job on these teams and move forward in hockey. So yeah. don't bother." Would you have taken him up on the offer if they asked you, Wyatt? No, they did. No, they did. Oh, they, they did. did. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, we we were we had a good. It was the second year. We 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 had a good team. We ended up we ended up second in, in Canada that year, uh, finishing second in nationals, and we had a really good team. And that my career path was hockey, so it was like this was a very important time. And uh, we did have a couple players actually leave the team to go be on be in the movie. Oh, okay. And uh, and they wanted to come back when the movie was done and be on the team again. And I was like, no way, dude. Sorry, you, you left. You left. You left this team to go join a different one. It doesn't matter that it was a movie. Wasn't our team, so we it was it was a little bit of a thing um, because it was such a big deal in Vancouver at the time. They're getting a lot of hockey players, and they were paying these guys money that they hadn't been paid before. So it was it was, but it was fun. Sometimes we'd play, uh, we'd have a game in like Abbotsford, and they shot at Abbotsford right after we'd play. So we'd have like the crew in the stands. And then we'd end the game, and then my dad would come to work on the same ice that I just played on. That was kind of fun. They helped him find a lot of the locations. Actually, I turned that movie down quite a few times because it was relatively uninteresting in the form that it was in. But uh, I was up there, um, you know, because Wyatt was playing hockey there. I was going to be playing hockey there for a number of years. Wow. And uh, so I knew all the, you know, all the ranks that they could, you know, possibly use in the time of year that would work and whatnot. So ended up doing the movie because actually, because Gavin O'Connor and I had great conversations about having hockey players play the, play the, uh, the characters in the movie. Um, I, you know, sports movies are tough. They're, they're really tough. I've, I've never done a baseball one. Um, and uh, the, uh, the depends on the story. And, and really it generally their sports stories are written by fans. 
They're not written by players. And there's a completely different mindset coming out of the players, uh, from the players' point of view than there is a fan's point of view. And, uh, I, you know, very few are made by people who either played the game or played some le- some high level or professional level of, of the game. And those are usually much better. How many takes for that speech? How many takes that did you well, need? Well, it's interesting. There's a, a lot of rewriting there. Um, uh, not that many. Um, had a couple cameras rolling and, and uh, yeah, the speech. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that. Um it was fortunately I had that opportunity to speak with Herb uh, before that, so I felt very good about the fact that when the players on the team saw that that movie, they they did refer to the speech and say, "How did you know that?" You know, because I'd spoken with Herb. Um, the speech was quite different, in fact, um, before we actually filmed it. And uh, I don't know, you know, we did like a normal amount, three or four takes, and and I must say there was one line in it that ca- it came to me at one time, which was. Um, it's like those line reading things, which you never think about, but this is, this is your time. That, that was sort of the, that was sort of the impetus of the speech. And I was just looking at those guys and I just said, this is your time. (laughs) It's not their time anymore. It's your time. And that became what, what came out of that, what came out of that uh, pregame speech. My, my, my favorite story that, that would never, which we can't, I can't tell it here either, I suppose, but was not that speech, but the speech that Herb gave, I should say the speech that Herb didn't give for the last game. After they beat the Russians, they had to play Finland. And uh, I think it was Finland that they, they had to beat for the that win yeah, for the goal. You can tell no. the story. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, from what it was, is Herb said nothing. Came into the room, said nothing. Started to walk out of the room, got to the door, turned around, and he said, if you lose this game, you'll take it to your <laughs> grave. And he turned around and walked out. <laughs> I wanted to shoot that. And have no sound of my voice, but it, you know, have Herb, have Herb already narrating the ending of the movie. But you, you can see, you can read his lips. <laughs> that would have been awesome in the credits. I think it would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What do you think when you see Slapshot? Slapshot was like w- w- wasn't as inaccurate as people well, might think it would be. That's, like, oh, there's, yeah. an there's an amazing story, story about there. that. Slapshot was written by a woman whose brother was in the Portland Mavericks locker room. He was, I think he was a player on the team. Can't remember because this is a long time ago. And the Portland Mavericks were a team. That was the template. The, 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 the Portland the- Mavericks, which my dad and I, my dad owned, and it was a, Batter Bastards of Baseball is a documentary you can see, uh, if you have it on Netflix, uh, that um, is about that team. It was the most successful minor league team in the history of the game. It was actually a very interesting uh, situation. And, and uh, he was on that team. That was a lot of that. A lot of that was derived from his experience with the Portland Mavericks, which I guess he shared with his sister. Wow. But you guys were all in, like, believable. I mean, the fact that Paul Newman took that job, like, I'm just going, wow. I love Slapshot. Love Slapshot. That, that wasn't as, like, Ogie Oglethorpe was, like, based <laughs> off of a real person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that, especially back in the 70s. Like, that was not. Uh, that was, I mean, obviously, there, there was, there, it was caricaturized, but but it, it wasn't that far off. Yeah. That's not anymore. That's a blast of a movie. I mean, you can't. Like, come on. There's too much great stuff in that. That's fabulous. Uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, so summarize this. But what have we missed so far, and uh, where are we headed with this? Well, we we uh, well, you go. You're better at explaining. Uh, it's, <laughs> this is, you know, all the movies have a, a, a there's a there's a Godzilla lore, of course, and um, this is connected to that. But this is much more about the people who are now dealing with this with the reality that monsters are in and amongst us, and we have to live with them and try to figure out a way what what it is that we're going to do. So this this uh, Monarch was uh, created back in the late 40s and early 50s uh, by three people, and the character that Wyatt, the character that Wyatt and I play, uh, was sort of the the guy who was coming in from the military side, and he he was the one who needed to sort of become a believer, as it were. That that uh, company. Monarch grew and grew, but then fell apart and became something very different. This story is about the mystery of those people and how it happened, and the fact that what what we're, what you're looking at here is wh- what are these monsters? What they are real? Where, they're not dinosaurs. Where do they come from? 
Where do they? Why is it we can't see them? What they're very, very mysterious in and amongst themselves, and so it deals with that. It's all about the, it's all about this family uh, uh, finding out um, their history, their 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 history having to do with this, and it's and it goes back and forth from the fifties up to two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen, uh, and that's when when I that's when I play uh, this character Lee Shaw. Uh, Wyatt plays him all all through the fifties. Do you believe in monsters? I believe in Godzilla. <laughs> 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 you know, there's 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 human monsters and there's uh, and there's uh, animal monsters. Uh, that's kind of a, a lot of what's behind what we're doing here. My guys that I work with loved uh, the movie Used Cars. Early, yeah, it's my favorite movie. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so. I mean, there's there's I can quote every line from, from the movie. We we uh, it's like weird used cars has come up like on this little press tour we were doing like a hundred times <laughs> because it was Bob's Mac is the second movie. It was my favorite movie of his. It's the closest to his humor to my dad's humor that I know. It's just everything about that movie to me is perfect. <laughs> what I, were you I, I, a used car salesman in Arizona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's it's one of my the most you know like character wise like yeah, i had fun every day i mean it was just a blast I mean, and, and and those guys bob bob's max and bob gale and all the cast guys too and when when the people that were in the show deborah it was just a, it was just one of those things I, I learned a lot about comedy and how comedy is made by the people who were involved with that show i didn't really know that much about comedy you know you'd read a script and you go play it but these guys created comedy. They 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 were fantastic. They're you know they went on to have obviously a lot of great careers and stuff too. Yeah, it's one thing to see something written, but then you got to kind of capture what's written and and right. and make it yeah. work. And that's and they, the genius. And they, and they this was this was like 1979, 1980 period. So it was there was a lot of the 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 second city, the second city people. You know that that seemed to be the core of where a lot of these people were coming from. John Candy was supposed to be in that movie. And he actually ended up taking his agent, took two jobs at one time. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt, would you recreate used cars with dad's permission? What's that? Me? Yeah. I'd do it in a different way, but I I know what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'd do it in a different way, but I know what I'd, I know what I'd do because I think there's a lot of uh, fun to be had if Rudy was, like we talked about last night, r r uh, running for, he actually did become a senator and what happened. And, and I, I have a dream about you. Kurt, you produced this. It'll take too long. This would be great. Get your dad. It would. I, I agree. Yeah. Get someone, call somebody at Netflix, Dan. You know. Get mom. Yeah, I'll call, I'll call Sandler. I'll call Sandler. I'll, yeah. Get, I think you'd have to get a hold of Bob's Megas. <laughs> Before we run out of time, I got question. I have questions oh, for you. Oh, please. oh, okay. Uh, first of all, I have a great. This was so. This is tomorrow's show. This is today's show, but we were. I was watching tomorrow yesterday's yes, show. Uh, great a st a statue doesn't have a Hall of Fame. Dustin Brown of the L.A. Kings. Oh, he's he a statue outside Staples Center. Not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Not a Hall of Famer. Why didn't you guys know that? Yeah, I can't see. know everything. <laughs> I only came up. With, I only came up with. Um, was there at one time a statue of of Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa in front of a stadium? I think it's just on the steps. Oh, is it just on the steps? Yeah. yeah. There never was one. There was, there was there was never another one. I don't think that it's outside of any of their venues. And then I think Sylvester. I think there's two of those statues. I think he had one at his house in Hollywood. <laughs> he, he does. It was out by the pool. He's got his statue there. I'm not joking. He, 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 he has... I'll tell him. I'll tell him you said that, and he'll get one. <laughs> How would Goldie feel if you said, "I'd like to have a statue outside of the home"? You <laughs> divorce me. Another nightmare. Okay. What, what What other question do you have? What? Anything yeah, so else? So we always we always talk about we always have the debate of of who should be in the Hall of Fame or not. We talk about like uh, ad nauseum. Okay. And more interesting sports, more interesting one that we're always like, God, should this person be in the Hall of Fame or not? Is golf. The golf Hall of Fame is a hard one, and the real one is like Fred Couples. He's got one major, yeah, but only I think fifteen, 15 wins, yeah. and it's like, is that a Hall of Fame golf career? Well, what sometimes, is it, you know, like, what are the criteria when it comes to numbers versus the reason for f for fame? I think it's like and if, he had a lot of reason for fame. 
you could win one Super Bowl. Like Freddie won one Super Bowl. He won the Masters. And is that enough to get into the hall? Now, you could also do contributions to the game as well. He's been on the senior tour, the champions tour, the longevity part of that. Uh, if you look into the future of golf, that's going to open up a lot of guys. A lot of guys to the Hall of Fame. Well, what about Aunt Mel Cabrera? No, I think what's going to happen, though, Kurt, is because of Live Tour, these guys might not be playing in majors, so guys that would be having a Hall of Fame career are just going to be financially compensated, and they're not going to have the majors there. Or will you take into consideration the fact that they win 40-whatevers no. around the world? Right. You know, I, on, live, had, had, on Live yeah. Tour, no. But you guys should do a podcast. If 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 the live if the live tour hold on if the live tour <laughs> how would you guys do as a podcast do you think you guys could, uh, yeah, just sports could you put up with each other we don't have time in the day oh god you're <laughs> actors Actually, that's not true all we do we just sit around and do nothing you're actors you got time <laughs> it's so true but if if the live tour if John Rom goes to live tour for real and they change the rules and yeah. they uh, and they change it to a four day turn because that's the big sticking point put it make it four days don't do the weird shotgun start thing yeah. and then and then they start being able to compete for the world golf rankings then that changes that it I could know what the story is behind live slash PGA because you know I can do a little conspiracy theory on that one like uh, you know in the old days of the AFL and the NFL. When the AFL was created, you know, that was a terrible, terrible thing. Who's going to go over there and all of that? <laughs> you know, it, they became what they became. And then Namath, win, Namath Hall of Fame. He, he should be in the Hall of Fame for what he Of course, because of what he did. He brought two leagues together. Yeah. Is that what's going to happen with Liv and the PGA? Was that always the intent? I keep thinking that eventually that you got to bring it together, that they have yeah. to merge. Well, well, if, 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 you're, if you're, you know, sitting around with Greg Norman seven, eight years ago, you think that conversation might have been had by a few people? Well, I, he I brought it up. I wouldn't say no. He he brought it up thirty years ago. This idea. Yeah. So he'd been thinking about it yeah, for a while. How yeah. Best Long way time. to do this. Yeah. And why not create two? And then we'll we'll maybe we'll have a we'll have a competition. And then eventually it'll always be the it'll be the PGA, but it will be a lot larger than it was. You guys don't want to talk movies. You want to talk sports, right? No, no, no. We never not. talk movies. <laughs> yeah, no, we talk about this stuff so you can go make them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wyatt, have you told your dad that I've been in 20 Sandler movies? Just, I don't know if he, if you checked out. I mean, maybe you know that. I don't know, Kurt. But I've been in 20. I think, I, I've said to my dad, I'm like, I think Dan would be good in, in like a real drama. Yeah. Like, you, you need to get in like a, you need to get in like a real drama where you could use your low timbre. Your well, wait voice. a minute. What the f Why didn't I get in this? <laughs> By the way, you should have been announcing a game while Godzilla gets uh, yes. destroyed the you know, stadium. Dan, we talked about this, but there's enough monsters already. So oh, okay. <laughs> I can be something less than a monster. Oh, oh, I see. You want to play a human. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis, great to have you on. We've always appreciated Wyatt, and uh, especially when he showed up in person with flip-flops, a parka, <laughs> A winter hat, and I went. We're in. We're in Los Angeles. What are you doing? It was cold. You had flip flops on. He's barefoot right now. My feet. I got eczema. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whenever there's a real tough topic, and I need to be the guy who comes and settles it, then you guys let me know. We'd love to have you come back on. Perfect deal. <laughs> Once again, it's called Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Apple TV Plus. New episodes airing every Friday. Hey, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Good for you. Good for you. Who are those 7%? We're going after you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks, All right, Dan. Good talking to you, Dan. See you. Kurt and Wyatt Russell. A lot of fun talking to them. We'll take a break. If you're watching on Peacock, we have a feast. Boy, this is really impressive. The folks from uh, Portland, Maine, from Eventide, came down to do Meat Friday. That's actually Seafood Friday. We'll have that for you coming up. Last call for phone calls, what we learned, what's in store for Monday after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. 
Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice, is now available in electric. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice, all yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ.